This is the Visionary Founders Podcast, helping founders to activate their biggest visions, create extraordinary lives and businesses, and to make a difference in the world. I'm Lisa Mitchell, and I'll be sharing everything you need to lay the foundations and growth to create a legacy. In this show, you'll learn the practical and profound changes to make in yourself and your business to have the impact you desire, because you are a visionary founder. Welcome to this episode. And today we're going to be talking about how to know if you're a visionary. So this is the Visionary Founders podcast. So clearly we're going to be talking a lot about being a visionary founder, how to be a visionary. But actually I thought to start off, it might be really useful just to define for you, what do I see as a visionary? What do I mean by that? And so if you've been attracted here, you've probably got a sense of that for yourself already. You've already either claim that space for yourself or you just have a a feeling of it. You're attracted to it. It's maybe a little bit more aspirational. But what I've experienced is even when I've worked with really successful people, visionary founders who've created big businesses, multi-million pound businesses and and an impact in the world, it's still useful when I explain this to them because It helps them to see more clearly what they're doing, to sort of break it down, to decode it, and in doing that, to really claim it for themselves in an even bigger way and to be able to do it more consciously. So I thought to start off, we might just define a visionary. And sometimes I like to look up definitions because I think, well, it just gives me a different perspective. It gives me a different input, if you like. So I haven't done this for a long time, but I thought I'll look up what a visionary is. And I thought I'd share that with you today. So the noun definition of a visionary is a person with original ideas about what the future will or could be like. And I love that because the main characteristic that I see of a visionary is somebody that really is existing in that future reality. They can see beyond what is. They can see what's possible. And it's almost like when somebody's in their power as a visionary, they can feel that new reality like it's already happened. It's so obvious and so clear to them. And they have such certainty they can bring that into being that it's kind of here already. And they just take the actions to bring that into now. The adjective definition I also really liked because it talks about thinking about or planning the future with imagination or wisdom. So again, I love that sense of imagination because to me, a visionary is a creative. There's someone that can create beyond what exists. They live in the world of imagination and possibility and creativity. And again, I'm going to talk about that a little bit more as we go on. The final piece of sort of input, if you like, that I wanted to give you today is this quote by Steve Jobs. So you'll probably have heard this quote before, but it's something that I love to read every so often. And actually I've got stuck up on the wall in my office. (laughs) I love it so much because it really resonates with me and my journey to claiming my space as a visionary founder. And for others of you, if you haven't heard this quote before, really want you to connect with it and just feel it and feel into the resonance because It's a very deeply energetic quote to me. So here goes. Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules. You can quote them, disagree with them, glory or vilify them. But the only thing you can't do is ignore them because they change things. They push the human race forward. 
And while some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius. Because the ones who are crazy enough to think that they can change the world are the ones who do. Oh, I love that quote. (laughs) It always makes me feel quite emotional. And for those who do work with me, you'll know that I do get emotional when I do work because there are things that move me, clients that move me, expressions of people in the world and the impact that we're all trying to have in the world that really move me. So don't get surprised if I get emotional in certain points in in these episodes on this podcast. So I just want to read a little bit of that again. They push the human race forward. And while some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius. Because the ones who are crazy enough to think that they can change the world are the ones who do. So I hope when you're listening to this podcast, you are one of the crazy ones. You're one of the ones that sees life differently. You're one of the ones that sees potential and possibility in what can be created. You're one of the challengers and the misfits and the rebels. Because a visionary to me is someone who sees the world differently, who sees beyond the status quo, and who lives in possibility and potential. And I'm big into energy and consciousness and conscious creation and what we create in our lives when we live as connected, conscious I say human beings, but maybe just beings. (laughs) It's a different energetic reality. So you may have been lucky enough to be born into a family who got this. And I'm working with a couple of visionary founders and their organizations at the moment where they are family-led businesses and family founders. And they were lucky enough, I think, to be brought up in this reality and this sense of this entrepreneurial space where you can create differently, where things are possible, where it's about creation. For me, that wasn't my experience. And for others of us, we were born into a more normal life, if I guess, with a normal family. So I have no idea where this entrepreneurial visionary bit of me came from, seriously, because my parents both worked for the civil service, which is the government in England for the whole of their careers. I was brought up in that. Go to university if you're lucky. I was actually the first generation of my family to go to university. Get a job, choose wisely, get a job, work your way up, pay into your pension, buy a house, have kids and do those kind of normal things. I didn't get all that. I have to say it made no sense to me. (laughs) So somehow I was born with this entrepreneurial gene in my DNA. And I do often say to my clients, particularly people who are more at this early stage of just can't figure out why they can't just be normal, why they can't just lead a normal life, why they seem to be the different ones in their lives and families. And I often say to them, you know, if you're a visionary, it's often in your DNA. And my experience was trying to squash myself into a normal life for a long time and making myself very unhappy in that process. And almost, you know, I went through my own burnout in that too. And so you will see an impact. If you're a visionary founder, a visionary entrepreneur, and you haven't claimed that space for yourself and you're trying desperately to fit in with everybody else, it's a hopeless task. (laughs) I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but really if it's in your DNA, you really need to claim this space for yourself because it's where your happiness, your fulfillment, your passion lies. And it's also nowhere near as risky and scary as other people who are not visionaries would like to tell you. So I want you to read you a couple of statements in this, and I want you to just feel like 
does this resonate with me? Because there are a few things that I say to people that if you're a visionary, these things will resonate with you. So you're a visionary if you're curious. Curiosity is such a big part of being a visionary. If you ask why, if you don't accept the way things are. I used to work in a business years ago and it's in the early part of my career when I was still probably quite naive. And I used to ask why all the time. And it was quite a traditional risk-averse business. And I used to be with my boss, who was fantastic. And we sit in these meetings and people talk about stuff. And I'd say, so why do we do things that way? And the answer was invariably some version of, well, it's just the way we do things around here. And as my boss got to know me, he would literally put his head in his hands when people said that to me, because he would be saying, oh my goodness, please don't say that to Lisa, because when you do, she's going to be like a dog with a bone. That makes no sense to her. And now she's going to have to challenge it until she changes it, you know? Or I think about my daughter, who's nine. And when she went to school, she used to say to me, mummy, why do we go to school and work for five days and then have two days off? Why don't we just split the time 50-50? And I just love that. Obviously, she's a chip off the old block, <laughs> very similar to her mum. And I should say to her, good question, right? Why is that? Like, we just created it this way, but why don't we change it? You know, anything's possible. Anything's up there for change in my world and probably yours too. So to say, you probably see the world differently. You know, normal life, as most people live it in the population, is probably boring to you. And you're probably always asking what's next. So I have this as kind of defining characteristic of the people that work with me, that generally they're asking what's next. And that can be true if you've already built a, an amazing business or if you're at the beginning stages of your journey. Because I think if we're always evolving and growing, if we always want to push that potential for ourselves and for others, then we're always asking what's next, no matter where we are in our journey. And again, I see as a visionary that you're always wanting to evolve and grow. You can always see that future potential. And I'm working with somebody at the moment who could easily just rest on her laurels and say she's created this multi-million pound business and it's extraordinary already. And yet when I speak to her, she says, well, I feel like I'm at the beginning of my journey. I don't feel like I've even got started yet. So you may feel that too, that even if you've had successes, you still feel like, yeah, I haven't even got going yet. There's way more to me and way more for me to give the world, way more impact than I can have than I've done so far. And in, in all of that, I guess I feel like for visionaries, you know there's a bigger game to play. You know there's more impact you can have. And you really want to leave a positive legacy in the world. So again, for me and my clients, it's all about impact. And that doesn't mean we don't love the beautiful things in the world. I love my fashion. I love a beautiful home. I love luxury. I'm a Libra and apparently that's part of being a Libra and that you love luxury. So I love all of that. And I want to have beautiful things and an amazing life and, you know, create wonderful holidays and experiences for me and my daughter and my family. And it has to be about impact for me. If it's just about me, it doesn't work. You know, the visionary entrepreneurs that I see really succeeding in the world are really up for change for all, for making the world better for everybody that works with them, everybody that collaborates with them, and actually for the planet as a whole. And I, I've, I've sort of implied this already, but visionaries do not take the easy route. 
they live by that big passion. They live by what they can create in the world. And so it's kind of not in our DNA to take the easy route. And the last thing I wanted to say about visionaries in terms of kind of defining them and making you see, well, is this me? As I listen to these statements, can I resonate with this? Does it sound like me? So I'm hoping that as you're listening, you're nodding and going, yep, yep, okay. Oh yeah, that's definitely me. Oh gosh, that's definitely me. (laughs) Because the other thing I wanted to say about visionaries is we can be seen as troublemakers. And especially in big organizations, I think I was seen as someone that rocked the boat who was probably quite annoying because I was always saying, why? (laughs) Like a child, why? And, you know, but if we do X, Y, and Z, does that lead us to the vision that we said? Answer, probably no. So it's okay also to be the troublemaker. It's okay to be the ones that stand out. It's okay if not everybody likes you, actually, because, you know, as a visionary, you can be quite Marmite. You know, the people that get you will really get you. Other people may potentially be triggered by you because you do challenge and you do lead your life in a very different way. And for some people, that's quite triggering. So it's also okay to be the troublemaker. I give you permission if you needed it. (laughs) So I also wanted to talk a little bit about how visionaries are when they're in their power. And again, you may feel like, yeah, this is so me. I'm so in my power. I'm so on the right path. And you may feel like at the moment, this is a bit more aspirational for you. And again, brilliant. In either situation, that's great. You are on your individual journey. Stay in your lane, do your thing, claim your power as much as you can from where you are right now. And just taking those steps will lead you to other places in the future and other potential. So visionaries when they're in the power are really connected to and really live in this bigger field of possibility and potential. So I think it's like, it's almost like you're connected to something much, much bigger than you. And that's what I mean when I say that visionaries are connected to a bigger vision, a bigger impact, to something that they're bringing through in the world. And if you haven't come across this book, I really recommend you check out Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic because she talks about this in a really beautiful way. It's also a great read and really humorous, and I really respect and love her for authenticity. But she talks about genius existing all around us. And actually, when we are in the creative zone, as she describes it, we're literally connecting to that genius and those big ideas around us, and we're choosing to pull them through. You'll read the same thing if you read about big authors like J.K. Rowling. She'll talk about how Harry Potter was sort of in the ether around her and it needed somebody to partner with it and bring it through. And she was open to that possibility. So visionary founders see beyond what is to what can be in that bigger energetic, in that bigger potential, in a sense that they're bringing something through that's extraordinary that most people can't see yet, but they've been open and connected and in that field of possibility so that they can bring something extraordinary through. And that gives them an inner knowing. It gives them a sense of what some would call self-belief and confidence, but I think it's beyond that. Self-belief and confidence sounds like it comes from the brain, and this definitely does not come from the brain. It comes from that sense of, of connection and gut feel and intuition, that there's something that they can partner with that will be extraordinary. And that's the strong vision that they hold. And that strong vision when you're in your power as a visionary means that you don't really get knocked off course. 
You know, you, the obstacles happen, but you don't see them as obstacles necessarily. And I was actually talking to a visionary founder who I love recently, and she was saying to me, yeah, you know, it's right. I don't really see them as failures because they're steps along the way. I know where I'm going. I've got the vision. And it's more like when something happens, I know that's a message. I know to pivot. I know to sort of take things in a slightly different direction, but I don't go, oh, I tried and it didn't work. This is my words, not hers. <laughs> I tried and it didn't work. And so this isn't meant for me and I'm going to give it up. No, no, no. Visionary founders in their power will just pivot. They will take the learning, they'll take the lesson and they'll move forward regardless because they know this thing is possible. They know it with every cell of their being. The other interesting thing I've noticed about visionary founders is that they can work in hyperspeed. Because they have such a sense of connection, they're working energetically. And often they don't know that until we have a conversation about it and we see that that's the case. But, you know, when I see people often in the beginning stage of being a visionary founder, they're working all the hours God sends. And that can be a belief system and that can be something they've just kind of taken on board. But when we get connected, when we really get connected to that vision, when you feel into like, what's the big visionary moves I can make to take this forward, they can actually work in about four or five hours a day and create extraordinary things and have a life. <laughs> you know? Because I'm really passionate that you as a visionary founder have an amazing life, not just a great business, but actually you've sacrificed to get there. I don't believe in sacrifice. I don't believe in compromise, actually. I believe in playing all out, playing your own game, standing in your own power. And again, that's what visionary founders do so well. And because they do that, because they are both deeply individual and collective at the same time, they inspire others to follow them. So they inspire others because they're standing in their power, because they're prepared to be themselves no matter what. And because they stand for something beyond them, they also have that deep resonance with other people. So I've seen visionary founders talk about what they do, and I can feel people drawn to them. It's like they're magnetic. Because what you stand for is part of what I stand for. And when we make that resonance, that resonant connection as co-visionaries, then we can create extraordinary things together. So as you listen, I want you to just connect to, with no judgment, just connect to where you are on this visionary scale. Do you feel this sense of what I'm describing and think, oh my goodness, I really would love to be there. I can feel how extraordinary that would be. Or are you already in your power and you're connecting and going, wow, that's just articulated for me what I do and what I can do more powerfully when I do this in an even more conscious way. I want you to listen to this and be able to feel it and own it and claim it and create this sense of visionary for yourself. So I'm here to tell you really consciously and clearly that you are here to play a bigger game. We all are here to play the biggest game that we can create in our lifetime with humanity at where we are in this evolution right now. And again, that makes me emotional when I say that because that's my bigger mission for us all to live and work in a different way. And I truly, truly believe that when we claim that visionary for ourselves, when we're able to connect with other others in that co-visionary space, that's when the world and humanity shift their way forward. 
So the world needs visionaries like you. It needs you to light the way. And when you do that, you give others permission to do the same. So if you feel inspired and you feel like you can see this visionary essence in others, other people that you know, other entrepreneurs, other people on this path, and you think, gosh, I really want them to get that they're so extraordinary and they have this visionary in them, then I would love you to just connect with this podcast, to connect to this episode and just recommend it to one other person you know so that they get to claim their visionary too. Because the faster we do that and the more of us who do that, the faster the world changes. Thank you for listening to the Visionary Founders Podcast with Lisa Mitchell. If you're a visionary founder and you're ready to up-level yourself and your business, connect with me at lisamitchell.co.uk forward slash connect.